Howdy, good evening. This is uh, Welcome to Ecom 101, where you get a crash course in all things e-commerce, from buying and selling to living an e-com life 24-7. We talk about it all. Of course, here I am, Joey, your host, with me always, my co-host, Robin. Robin! <laughs> all right, let's get this party started. Class is in session, everybody. How's everybody doing today in this hot, hot, hot California weather day? Oof. Yeah, it's hot. It's no joke. I got my fan going. I got my fan going. Got my air conditioner going. <laughs> I got a fan next to me. So if you hear any noise in the background, guys, I have it as low as I can get it on the sleep mode. But I'm probably going to have to turn that up before I, I start getting drenched lose a few pounds by the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, man, how's it going, Greg? 105 in Fresno. Oh, Jeez, Louise, man. Dude. It's, uh, Greg, it's 95 where I am right now, and I... I don't have air conditioning. So that's crazy. Yeah. I hope it's not I, and fans. Yeah. That's it. For really. sure. That's all you can do. No, that's all you can do, yeah, Joey, yeah. and not wear black like me. <laughs> no. These are the type of days where if I'm working a side hustle, I'm working the side hustle and I'm out of the house because I don't have air conditioning. So I'm in the car, I'm in stores, I'm, I'm, or I'm outsourcing at like a store where it's cold. They got mm. air conditioning on. I'm driving in my my car with air conditioning, so I'm out of the house longer. So I'll just use those days for that rather than sit around. This is not a good listing day under the lights to take photos. No. <laughs> no. no. Oh, my gosh. Well, good. Hey, we got so, Southwick yeah. Chiswick in the house. Hey, so we'll make an announcement real quick here at the beginning. This is the first time Robin and I are actually using the um, StreamYard admin at the same time. Usually Robin logs in as a guest, and we go back and forth there. This time she's, gonna, she's logged in as an admin as well, so she can see the comments going on in real time as well. So a lot more <laughs> responsibility on her end to respond and talk to people. <laughs> we also have um, – I'll repeat it at the end in our link uh, description below – I believe it's up on the live show. I'm not sure, but in every other episode, we do now have a website. It is ecom101podcast.com. It's a work in progress, but it does link to our Instagram accounts, the ecom account. Our latest video will be popped up on there. Links to subscribe on iTunes. Make sure you guys also subscribe on iTunes and leave us a comment there as well. That really helps. And then there's a there's a link on there as well. I've got a couple of people have reached out to us, um, especially text messaging and stuff wanting to know like hey how can we help you guys out we want you guys to expand and go further so much reluctance i put a paypal link on there as well for a donation link don't have to give us anything i'm not expecting we're trying to get to a thousand subscribers so we can start monetizing on our own um that's that's our goal so if you the best thing you can do is just tell everybody about our show just have everybody subscribe even if they're not going to listen just have them subscribe so we can get there yeah but if you feel compelled since we don't have super chat or patreon or anything like that if you feel compelled go right ahead but everything that you do goes right back into the show we're transparent about with that mm -hmm. so we'll let you know if you want to you know we have segments up for grabs if you want to sponsor coffee talk drop us a line <laughs> i love no, it I'm but so, joey's yeah, right joey's right any money that we make even you know pennies quarters whatever it all goes back into the show and it's really because we have an interesting perspective. We work, we work, we do the meetups at eBay and we have access to a lot of goodies, but all that takes money. So um, 
it is yeah. what it is, right? I mean, that's it's ecom. We're all about good business, huh, Joey? Yeah. And for us too, like so. this is our this is our third or fourth different job, so this isn't our um, this isn't our main source. So I'm not, no. I'm not handling it. But a couple people have reached out asking, "Hey, where's your super chat or where's your where's right. your Patreon account?" And I'm like, I don't, mm. I don't want to do any of that stuff. I'm not a beggar. I don't want to do. So no. I put up a PayPal link on the website. It's there. You want to do something? Go right ahead. You don't. Just get people to listen to our show. Yeah, that, that promise, would be the greatest. And yeah. I promise, too, if we get to – so right now we're about 130 subscribers. I'm going to do a giveaway or a promise. We get to 250 subscribers by the end of the month. I will stop bouncing around on my chair during the show <laughs> and trying to get comfortable. I will use the money for a chair. How about that? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm going to buy him a chair. <laughs> uh, I have this like this chair. It like, reclines back, I, which I locked. No, I didn't lock it. Oh, my gosh. Hold on. Mm. No. Yeah, Joey's yeah. gonna go. Alright, it's out. locked now, but it swivels, <laughs> and I can't lock the swivel, so I'm always kind of like. Mm. He needs oh. a chair like mine. Do you guys see that? It's like a high back. It's what I bought. It was the first thing I bought when I when I it's first started working for PayPal. High back. It goes, but it's Dude, not high high. I love uh, it. It's awesome, and it does recline. I've taken several maps in this thing. Just saying. Oh yeah, no. So yeah, but okay. So on the giveaways, I have. I, you guys can't see it behind me, behind that, right in between the hallway. I have a huge bag full of eBay swag that I'm waiting for Joey to say, let's do this. And then I had a viewer send me three of the rainbow Ikea bags. I'm Sweet. keeping one, and I'd like to give either one or two away, or maybe I'll give one to Joey and Patina since they do a lot of sourcing too. But I mean, we have a lot of stuff. So help us get to the what was the mark you said? Two fifty. Two fifty by the end of the month. We'll be, you know, okay. Throw it out there. That's a pretty. I've uh, been saying a thousand, Joey. Maybe I'm an overachiever. No, we definitely got to get to a thousand. <laughs> I think two fifty by the end of the month would be my. That's we're at one thirty-ish right now. So I think that's double where we're at. Yeah, I it's, love it. And you know what? Man. I gotta say, I had my first encounter. I had to go do shipping today and I had to stand in line. It's at like a Bel Air and they have a customer service. That's where I drop my packages. And a guy turned around and he saw my eBay tape, which, you know, I have here. It's from eBay Open. And the guy goes, Hey, I think I know you. And I was like, Really? I was, what? And he goes, Yeah, you were, you were open. And I was like, Oh, wow. My gosh. I said, really? You're another reseller? Because I have not bumped into any resellers in Sacramento. Right. Uh, Posh, yes, but not eBay. And he goes, yeah, you know, I'm kind of quiet and whatever, whatever. But he sells electronics. So I was like, I go, Joey, I got to get this guy down to San Jose or I got to start one in Sacramento. So, yes, yeah, so I gave him my card and I told him about it's going live. So I'm hoping he jumps in. Um if he comes in, I, I his nice. name is Chris. So so yeah, I'm like excited. Nice. Yeah, it's really it's like we had 1,600 resellers at eBay Open, and he recognized me. I think it's the flower. Right. I, I had somebody flower. comment on the last episode about your flower too. Yeah, I it's I wear it all the time. It's not I don't do it for anything else. It's not like a. I just love it. Plus my. Well, you guys can't see it because the thing, but it's I have like all the tiki stuff I wear, like all from the bars and the and all the tiki places. But anyway, all right. So how's everybody doing? Everybody doing okay? Like you guys got your air conditioner, your fans on, you ready to go? Get into this? Yeah. So we'll talk about uh, how we obviously how we're doing. We're dealing with the heat, so let's talk about some 
sourcing things we did this week. Did you do any sourcing this week? I actually did something really fun. So I don't know if anybody uh, met Alexis at eBay Open, but she is another reseller from the Bay Area. She actually lives in El Cerrito, uh, which is right between, I think, Berkeley and Oakland, maybe, I think. I'm not sure. But it's a really nice neighborhood. Yeah, Ten minutes from my house, Robin. Nice. Nice. See, I got to figure out the Bay Area. I'm not really sure. Look at the eyes. She's like, man. <laughs> Um, but I went down there specifically, specifically to learn about liquidation selling. Like, how does that work? How do you do it? What's involved and all that? So we had lunch and then we really got our talk on. And so I learned quite a bit. Like it's, it's, uh, there's lots of liquidation wholesalers. Some are pretty tricky. Um, oh, and then, no, oh my gosh, 13 Nomads is in here. Will and Jenny, yay, my people. Um, so it was interesting to see what she was talking about, like how to do it. And then her garage was full of stuff, Joey, that was so cool. It was like she ordered three pallets and she got like air fryers and Keflon wow. and uh, Dyson vacuum cleaners and uh, Instapots. Like, it's a maze ball. So that was really fun for me. And then, of course, I had to deal with a little bit of um, Bay Area traffic. So then oh, I just went. Just a little bit. Yeah. So then <laughs> I took a break because it was really warm in my truck. So I decided to take a break and drop off some clothes that I was getting rid of at Savers. I know I shouldn't be sourcing, but I dropped it off, got my discount, and then I kind of went around really quickly. I tried to time it like 25 minutes, and uh, wow, I walked out with some vintage goodies. It's so good. Nice. So yeah, so I'll have to do a little haul video, um, and then I'll have you know us throw it up on our on our channel so you guys can see because it's pretty sweet stuff. What about you? So I did a video up on the channel mm -hmm. for you to watch i went to the goodwill outlet in oakland it's Ooh. a pretty new outlet it's been about a year it used to be a store that they converted into an outlet it's wow. basically their hub where all the east bay things would go anyway so they just made okay. it an outlet store um i was there once before and it was pretty good got a couple things so i decided yeah. to go again but i went on sunday afternoon oh at like five o'clock and Wait, what time does it close? Seven. Oh, okay. Okay, so you had a couple hours. Right, but they decided at that point that they weren't putting anything new out. Oh. So everything out what? was already out. Right. Yeah, that's stinky. Well, yeah, I mean, it was stinky and stinky because the place don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, does it really? Oh. So I mentioned three things to have when you go is make sure your phone is charged, make sure you have rubber gloves or any kind of gloves, and hand sanitizer because you will need them. Oh, yeah, for sure. And oh any God. other. But I do that for any sourcing day. Oh, ridiculous. So we're going through stuff. I ended up just finding, and I'll give it away too. You can watch the video if you want, but I give it away. Uh, I found, I'll show you what I found at sourcing at the Goodwill. Okay. Anybody want to guess? I, well, I know. <laughs> One tie? One tie. <laughs> it's a Vineyard Vines tie, so I know the brand's pretty oh. good. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. So I know it's pretty good. We had some other stuff in our cart, but by the time we look at it, it's like, oh, this jacket's dry clean only. This is, I'm like, oh, I gotta spend money to dry clean a jacket. And this, I don't know, put it back, put it back. And then I showed some pictures. There's um, just things that are like just torn apart and ripped or 
Oh my god, it was just crazy. So. Well, I mean, you kind of so if they're not gonna bring out new bins, like that's yeah. stinking poo, man. Yeah, okay, so well, okay, so let's so ask it. Since we're about the business, we're always about the business, Joey. So, what was the ROI? Like, what what did you spend for the tie? Yeah, so basically, they charge a dollar forty nine a pound. Oh, there's they, no way that was a pound. No, when they rang it up, it had no weight to it. Oh. So they ended up charging me for what a book cost, which was twenty five cents. Oh, that's cool. So when I went home and weighed it on my scale, it weighed in at like one and a half ounces or something like that. So based Crazy. on the dollar forty nine a pound and what it weighed, I should have paid about thirteen cents for the item. But oh, I ended nice. up paying a quarter. And they retail at eighty five dollars and sell them for about thirty to forty dollars on Posh and eBay. Oh Just, good job, so, Joey. Yeah, so that's I figured awesome. I just threw it up when I got home. We'll see what happens. The other thing I got, but I don't have them here because they're actually actually outside right now. They're um, in the sun, getting a little sun bath for a little decontamination. Are these awesome San Francisco Warriors NBA hardwood classic Adidas shoes? Oh. That are, I would keep if they were my size, but they're not. So they're not Joe, listed. You not keep them. No. You have to list everything. They're not. They're, <laughs> yeah. So I have to. Uh, they're, um, they're going through a clean right now. Nice. They're getting, they're getting the the bottoms are getting sanitized and dirt out of them. They're gonna look really nice, and then in about a week they'll be up. I'll show them next show before I put them up. But they're nice. You I know we should to do just it. Bought them at a Goodwill. I was like, oh yeah. What are these? Let me look them up. And I can't really find too many of them on there. I found one other comp, and I was like, hey, I'm gonna pick it up because it's a good ROI of that too. So nice. Good job, man. Twenty five cents into like forty five bucks. Nicely yeah. done. And anybody wants to buy it on Posh or eBay, just look it up, and I'll take an offer. <laughs> Twenty-five cents. No. They're actually—it's cool. They're um, look. I don't know if you can see. They're they're lacrosse sticks. Oh, that's cool. Did you put that in your keywords? I did. Okay, good boy. And it's a nicely done, dude. Which is actually really cool because we don't really have it. It's not the Target Vineyard vines, which is was out there a lot lately. But this on Poshmark in the first party of the day are usually these type of brands. It's the um, the higher end brands, and Vineyard Vines is one of those brands that's on there. We can never share to a morning party, so now we can share to a morning party on Posh. So nice, I was nice. So excited, I was like, yeah, you know, we can share to a party. Nice. Oh, so oh Greg okay, wait, actually I just see, yeah, yeah, I was just gonna I say, check that out, Greg. That? There. Yeah. So, Greg, let me pop this on the screen here so everybody can read it. Greg says he got his first eBay takedown notice today. Dude, Greg, we're all curious what. Sucks. What Type was it? Type it in here. Let us know. Yeah, was it a Vero? Like, did you use Velcro, onesie, something, Keflon? I don't know. I've had mine. Okay, so I had one, which is really funny. It sold already. So, it was a motor, It was motorcycle jeans. So, I know that's really – that's a bolo, you guys. Mm -hmm. So, if you see jeans with the pads in the jeans – um, you can't use Keflon in the keywords, but I did because I thought I didn't know, but it already sold. And then I got a little warning saying, Hey, Hey, Hey. So I wrote them back saying, Hey, listen, they sold. What do I do? And they're like, just don't do it again. You know, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Oh, it was that L wait, NFL Chicago cap, LA Dodger cap. Wait, why did I get taken down? I got to take down. Well, you got a lot of caps on there. Oh, Wait, was it a bundle? Was it was it a like a three fur or that kind of thing? Huh, that's interesting. 
I got to take down two. It was something that sold two months ago. Oh, so you you got the same thing I did. So it already sold, and then you got the notice. Weird. Huh? I wonder why it was a Vero. Hmm. Vero, huh? Sorry, my dog was dreaming over here. She was she was running in her sleep. Three separate listings. So, Greg, if you still have the um the uh what am I trying to say the link or the the link to the original listing send it to us yeah email us the link or send it to us in um yeah email us the link at ecom101podcast at gmail.com we both want to take a look at it and see we can talk about our next episode what well and then also we can, we can find out show it up too, and see what the deal because, is and... yeah because I was thinking we could even maybe take it to eBay meetup and see if if we can't figure it out then we'll get somebody there to tell us like what exactly why why yeah. was thinking i asked for details i sell yeah, hats we'll all do. the time so i'm not i'm not sure but... <gasps> oh my gosh and thrifting santa's in the house yay ah speaking of what santa man happening? Wow. speaking Good of santa job. robin i've i've sold about four ornaments in the last two weeks speaking of santa oh nicely job well santa would be very happy <laughs> uh, 95 degrees out and we're selling christmas ornaments I mean, <laughs> what happens at open stays at open you know it <laughs> i guess i have to go to open then yes you do joey because you meet all these cool people yeah, Joey's coming next year. Don't you worry. Okay, wait. Yeah. Mine was vintage corning. Where oh, the coffee pots. Yes, it's because they explode. Okay. Yeah, they, anything that has a recall. I mean, even if you don't know it, you know the good thing is, if it, you don't do it all the time, if you don't get a viewer all the time, then once in a while like this, it's okay. It's just to give you a warning. Those are pretty dangerous though, because it seems that the recall was that it they explode. Wow. So, oh, good idea. Yeah. Did you use Velcro? Greg, did you use Velcro in your listing? Because if you did, oh no, his AC is out too. Santa's AC is out. That's not There's a good no, thing. You don't need AC at the North Pole. <laughs> but Santa's on vacation, Joey. Ah, uh, that's right. Santa's Santa, on vacation. Santa's got 11 months off. Yeah, that's right. Trademark violation. Trademark. Ah. Uh. Yeah, That's send interesting. Us, send us the yeah, link. Yeah, send us the link because we, I think we got yeah. something going on there. Send us the link and send us the uh, that email as well, showing what that what that says. I want to take a look at it. I'll get back to you. I'll email you back. Robert will email you back, and we'll if we can figure yeah. out what it is, we'll uh, we'll talk about it on uh, the next episode we do live, if that's okay with you. But we'll we'll talk about it privately yeah. afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's kind of weird because we sell hats all the time, and yeah, hats, too. brand new old stuff. Yeah. You know, whatever. But it might be actually a good example too. Like we could show uh, Brian and his crew to see what, what yeah. comes up. You know what I mean? So we have so. access to Brian and all those guys at the seller community and stuff. We so so. Yeah, it's where we have that. Ah, interesting you did say Velcro strap. Yes. Oh, that's yeah, why. So that's one of the things to learn. Velcro is one of those words. It's we all know what it does. We all refer to it as Velcro. Like when we want to DVR something, we all say let's TiVo it. But that's the trademark of the company. So Velcro is the company name. It's not actually the product that or the the mechanism what it is and hook they're right it's hook and loop well so that's same with exactly uh, what that is so you have to refer it as that not velcro same as what yeah. like onesie onesie's a johnson and johnson so yeah. yeah so even though we all know what that is we can't refer to it as that unless you're actually selling a product with velcro on it right. well it says yeah, velcro, like velcro on it but yeah but it's, other than that it's the yeah. same thing with the keflon for like the when you do the the jackets and the jeans mm -hmm. they use keflon but you they're not it's not made by keflon like yeah. it's made by 
Harley Davidson or something. Yeah, and you so, can't even say yeah. like Velcro like or similar to Velcro. You just don't even bother. Yeah, you'll yeah. learn the terminology, Greg. Sorry about that, but yes, just still send it to us. We definitely want to check it out, make sure. But yeah, yeah. Um, we learned that a long time ago. Yeah, <laughs> the, no kidding, right? Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah that's, we all know what that what the, we're referring to. It's the same right. thing, but yeah, you can't. Right. All right. Well, what's everybody drinking? Since everybody's melting and their ACs are out, mine is not out, by the way, so I'm not melting. But I have something to talk about since we're talking about coffee talk. I found this, and this is for Will in Thrifting Nomads because he and I are – well, actually, Tiff and Hugo, too. We're coffee hounds, just like Joey and I. So I found this thing at – wait, let me go here. I got to get the camera down. Uh, it's from Trader Joe's yes. Cold Brew Coffee Concentrate. It makes 12 eight-ounce coffees. So I use it. So it makes about six because I do like the, the big, the big size. The, the big, <laughs> the big size. So, yeah. um, but I love it because you can just add water, ice, a little cream, good to go. Nice. So I don't know about you, Joey. What are you using? I what have is- Phil's coffee today. Um, Ooh, nice. The Ether uh, brand or Ether blend, and I did a uh, pour over over ice. Nice today, rather than blend it, because just I was running late for the show, so I did a pour over. But uh, you made the show. Yeah, <laughs> the uh, I think I said this in a previous episode. I love Black Rifle. My actual my unbox my new box is coming this week. It should be your Thursday or Friday. My new monthly one. So stay tuned for another unboxing, maybe. But yeah, the, the Phil's coffee is one of those coffees where I just if I'm half asleep and I take a couple of sips, I am wired for a while. So really, it is like. Yeah, but I go off their secret menu. They have a secret menu at Phil's. And if you ever are looking for anything to get off the secret menu, ask for the graham cracker s'mores. So it's like a combination of like, it's like Inception for me. I always talk about Inception coffee because it's like graham cracker s'mores is is the graham cracker version. And then to make the graham cracker version, you got to make something else. And then that you got to make something else. So you have to blend, you have to build on top of these things. And then they add nutmeg cinnamon and cocoa powder uh, to the filter and then to the coffee itself so everything kind of brews together and it tastes yum. like like a campfire you know Ooh, yeah well like a you yummy campfire cold, huh? yeah you get that cold and put it in the fridge for the next day oh and the great thing about phil's if you bring your own tumbler like this big bad 32 ounce yeti yeah they'll fill it to the top and charge you for a small Oh, that's good to know because their coffee is not cheap. No, but they charge you for – it's like 380 Ours around us is 380 for a small. Oh, nice. And I can get a giant cup for 380 rather Ooh. than like five or six bucks in the large. So, yeah, bring your own cup when you want to fill it. Okay, I'm going to do that. It charges for a small. It's, it's yeah. It yeah, is I'm, I love delicious. it. But I got that and I got some boba tea because I need some iced tea to nice. put out as well too. Yeah, if you guys don't know, Joey has no air conditioning in his Bay Area apartment. No. Like, what is happening? I mean, let me so crazy. I got a little fan right there. And I have it on low could, because you guys will probably hear it if I turn it up. So let me see if I can turn it up a little bit. A snickerdoodle? Oh, my gosh. Is that Dutch? 13 Santa? Is that a Dutch, the snickerdoodle? Yes, Greg, yes. yes. If you I'll remove Velcro and put hook and loop. Yes, you can relist it. And I know it feels a little scary to like relist something they told you to take down, but it's just so that you learn the Vero list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you're okay. Just as long as you take the Velcro, not only out of your keywords, you also have to take it out of item description and item, um, what's the other part? You know, the one where you put like all item your specifics. size. Just, 
specifics. Yeah, I have specifics, yeah. 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 I okay, you got it. Oh, Will, I have a good day. Yeah. Will going to work at yep. Amazon. Bye, Will. Bye, Will. Yeah. Just any kind. Oh, just any kind snickerdoodle. I okay. I'll have to send you a box of my snickerdoodles, Santa. <laughs> yeah. See, Greg, most of the hats that I sell either are, um, you know, they got the adjust. They got the adjustable. Or yeah, like the, the snapbacks. Or they're the fitted, or they're the. So there's these are snapbacks. Then there's mm -hmm. there's um, strap backs. Those are the ones that have the strap that you pull to adjust. Yes, yes. And then the fitted hats. So I haven't I haven't really sold too many uh, with the Velcro on the back or the hook hook and loop. Yeah, hook and loop. Just remember that yeah. hook and loop, hook and loop. Yeah, but yeah, I I would totally yeah. That's probably why. So yeah, go ahead and put it right back up. Send us a yeah. listing too. Want to check it out? We'll feature it on another on an episode. Yeah, we'll that'd be, that that'd be we'll awesome. Start doing these, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Listing features and stuff. So, what do you think, Joey? Should we jump into our? Let's jump our, right in, guys. So, what we're doing right now tonight, as you can see by the title of it, it's protecting your inventory and protecting yourself. So it's a little heavy. Uh, I got another slideshow just like from last week too. So stay tuned for that. I'll throw it up, uh, and we'll monitor the comments as we go. So the first part is on. So we sort of built on the first lesson, or one of the first lessons was sort of how do you get your inventory together and how do you start selling? And then where do you start selling? And then once you start having money, how do you start getting more inventory? So now we're going to talk right. about how, once you have that inventory, how do you keep it, how do you store it, how do you protect it till what it sells? So so you don't damage it and have to, you know, cancel an order or whatever. And it also makes it easier for when you need to ship items. So Rob will be talking about all that kind of fun stuff on that selling side. And on my side, we're going to talk about insurance, how to insure your products, how to insure yourself to protect yourself and your products on the insurance side. So we've got a little slideshow to put together for that, and we'll go through it. So any questions pop up, just feel free to pop them in the chat, and we'll go from there. So let me go ahead and start sharing my screen here on our little handy-dandy fancy slideshow here. Uh, where's my tabs here? Awesome. I, I, we have seven people watching. We are so excited. It's usually just our moms. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where my, my mother-in-law is today. She usually watches all the time. I'm not sure where she is. Mm -hmm. she oh, she's work. like. It's her first week of work and it's kind of, she's probably just getting home and it's like, I don't want to deal with him tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Enough of that. Enough of him. Yeah, well, and it's hot. Where does where does she live again? On the East Coast, right? No, my yeah, my, so my parents live on the East Coast, and my Bettina's mom lives like fifteen minutes from us. Oh, but so more she's dealing with San the Francisco. heat too. She's oh. right on the waterfront towards the city, so she's like probably about ten degrees cooler than we are. But still, eighty-five in San Francisco is hot, dude. Oh yeah, for sure. Do you know what I mean? Because it's like slightly humid because of the water. Mm hmm. So yeah, so. What what are we? Are you going to talk about your stuff first? Do you want me to jump got, in with mine? We got Robin going first here. If okay. I can find the. Here we go. So oh, you found him. No, it's all right. Aw, the wait that Greek chick. Wait, is this? Is that is that Maria? Like, wait, is that is that our girl? If it's not, we love your name. Like that Greek chick is awesome. Oopa. <laughs> oh, I love me some. I love me some feta fries. Feta fries. Oh, those sound uh, good. That's really good. All right, let's get this going on here. Let's see. All right. I'm gonna put it in full screen so people can read it a little bit better here. Yay! It is our girl. 
Now, if anybody knows how to use um, Keynote on on the Mac here, I would love to not be able to have all this stuff on the side here show up. I would just love the middle screen to show up, but I cannot figure out how to do it. Oh, well, it is Maria. All right, well, it's fine. We'll do that there. I think that'll work. We'll go through it. And I'm on the wrong page anyway. Ah, oh, technical difficulties. <laughs> it's all good. It's not. I, all right, here we go. We'll just start here. Oh, start you here. found it? Okay, yeah. you got it. There we go. So, protecting your inventory and yourself. So, we'll start with some photos that Robin put up um, to show her setup. Yeah, this, so is, so this is yeah, this is kind of my setup. Um, I'm, yeah, I mean, it looks kind of messy, but actually it's really quite organized. So as you can see underneath my desk, so I, okay. So on the desk, let me just give you a pro tip on that. That is just like one of those utility, you know, uh, tables that you buy like at Target or whatever. But I listened to, um, I'm trying to think of, they just did the, um, Oh my gosh, with uh, Portland Pickers, and they just did the, oh my gosh, what is his name? And they just had a baby. Thrifting Santa, help me out. Who's the one that just ran the marathon or the, the Spartan thing with Portland Pickers? Um, oh my gosh. Anyway, he, he has this great group also on Instagram and he has a YouTube channel and he was, he and I were talking one time behind the scenes and he was talking about lifting up the table. I'm five, nine. So I have a really hard time bending over a lot. So I decided to, I thought I was going to have to build something to like jack my table up. But he told me that the bed raisers, you know, those things that you put your, so you put under the, the legs of the bed to raise your bed work yeah. just as well on this table. And sure enough, I went in to Goodwill and saw four of them taped together for like a dollar ninety nine. I bought them instantly, brought them home, jacked my table up. It is the best thing I've ever done in my life, dude. It like wow. totally fits me. Like it's it's so awesome. So just to give you a tip, if you're tall and you need to jack something up, do on the. You can't see it there. I didn't take any pictures, but you can see on my trash. Uh, that's all the little <laughs> things from the the poly bags. But anyway, what I was showing on the on the table was uh, that's where I do all my folding and my measuring and all of that stuff. And then to the, so all, all my boxes are underneath the table. So I have all the different sizes. And then my bigger boxes for my uh, bigger items, like my vintage hard goods is in a shed that I have so that I keep that out of my garage. Cause otherwise my shipping just takes over and it's out of control. And then the bags or the uh, poly bags are in the little, um, yeah, that thing right there, the little, it's like a little basket. So it allows me to take that when I have a bunch of, like if I've just done a whole bunch of clothes, I can take that inside the house and like lay all my stuff down and fold really quickly and then slam them into the poly bags. So, so that's just a quick, quick version of, of my shipping area. I'm sure there's much neater ones, but that works for me right now. Oh yeah. Side hustle pros. That's the guy. Yes, 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 yes. So if you guys haven't followed him or do follow him, he has really great tips on how, because he's fairly tall too, I think. So he always has really great tips on how to like move things up for us tall resellers. So, okay. And that's my scale. And I put like uh, all my padded flat rate stuff there because I do a lot in padded flat rate because it's just cheaper for my buyers. Um, and that scale I really like because you can unplug it and throw it on the floor. So when I have my 
oversized or odd shaped hard goods, um, I can just, you know, measure it really quickly and or weigh it really quickly because what I do, just another side tip, is that when I have an odd shaped hard good for my vintage hard goods, I make sure I get a box right away and fill it and do what I have to do and weigh it so I know exactly what it's going to cost if I'm going to offer free shipping or if I'm going to charge my buyer. But I don't want to do calculated shipping a lot of times because sometimes it's just not as accurate and sometimes you'll get a, a cost of like, you know, $53. It's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So I always take, since I'm on the furthest west west coast i always take the furthest zip code on the east coast and use that as my like that's going to be the most expensive charge and that's what i put in as a flat rate uh or a flat fee for my shipping and then if it changes obviously if you're closer like if you're from california to texas it's cheaper if it's uh california to utah it's cheaper so then i get to change my shipping and then i just refund the difference to my buyer but that way i'm never cut short on the shipping if I charge shipping if not then I add that shipping into my my cost of goods so anyway that's about long version of that <laughs> okay this is like so I do two things I also sell on posh which is not my favorite platform but I do sell on it I keep it separate sometimes so I keep a lot of women's clothes in the posh area versus in the eBay area because it's just easier for me to file it and if you guys remember Marie, is it Marie? Marie Kondo, I think, or mm -hmm. Maria Kondo? Marie Kondo. She files everything stacked up, right, and goes this way. Like I do that all in my in my t-shirt drawers. I do. I just love that system, and um, and I learned that actually when I was stationed over in Japan. Like I I loved it because you have very limited space and you need to put all this stuff in this little space. So I do all that for the women's clothing. Um, and the reason it's falling apart is because I'm going to change out my boxes soon. But that's how I do it. I just take those stickers that you find like um, in Home Depot and I just slap it on the box. So I know that it's a posh A, B, or C. And then inside I have the little numbers that you add to the to the poly bags. And that's it. And they're, and they're repeatable. Meaning like that once I use it, I put it on a piece of paper to let me know that I've used it or that I've, I've sent it out. And then I can reuse the number kind of thing. So here's a question for you, Robin. This will probably yeah. come up with your other stuff that you do. How do you uh, know what's in Posh A? Do you put that in your listing so you know like when something sells and it's in your listing, you kind of see where it is? Or do you, have, you okay. keep a list? Are, are you talking about Posh itself? Just like in general could... because I noticed one of the photos coming up too later on, you have um, similar uh, similar numbering system. And I'm just I'm curious how you would yes. um, know, know when something sells, like where to go to get it out of that box. Right. So I do. So even on my eBay and my posh, I do put posh A and then I put the number like 24, 25. And in eBay, they have an actual area where you can put it in the, you know, like it's the buyer doesn't see it, but you get to see it. The unfortunately, custom field. Yeah, yes, yeah. the custom field. And unfortunately, posh doesn't have that. So I have to put that on the actual uh, title line so that I can see it. Mm. Okay. Yeah, until Posh has something, we've sent in like uh, recommendations on how to keep an inventory system on Posh so that you don't have to, because once you sell the item on Posh, there's no way you can see what box it is unless you have like, a, um, I don't have it here, but like if you had a binder mm -hmm. and you charted it that way, which eventually I probably will because I'm kind of a geek that way. Um, I like to pull things out and just mark it off 
you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but this is just a very beginning part of my inventory because as, as you remember the last time I had to order all my racks, how to change my system. It's mm -hmm. crazy. So these all have wheels. So they, they move up against each other so that I create a lot more space. I was trying to show that in the photo, but it was kind of hard. Um, it, it's just like the, you know, like the law libraries where you, or yep. even medical libraries, they have yep. it so that the, it rolls they on racks. They call the stacks or whatever they have. The stacks, yeah. exactly. So that's what stacks. my garage looks like. It looks like the stacks. So I have them, you know, gotcha. and I just roll them back and forth. So, yeah. Nice. I try to make it really easy. So this is, okay, this is an indication of something that was already in the garage and I didn't want to move it. So it's basically an Ikea bookshelf that I didn't need or want anymore. But I realized, wow, I can put all my vintage games and games in general uh, right there. Now, the ball caps and stuff, that's all going to change. That's all going to go on racks eventually. So what I'll do in there is I'll put hard goods like my mugs, my plates, my glassware, that kind of thing. And, but these are all the games that are listed. Um, I have mugs in one of the ones below. So all of that's going to change and I can't wait to show you guys um, what it's going to look like. And then you'll see some of my camping gear in the back, but don't worry about that. I like your 3D puzzle. Yeah. Okay. That's another bolo, you guys. So 3D puzzles are a big seller come Q4 yeah. and same with the Ouija board, especially if they're vintage. Yeah. We saw the 3D puzzle. It was, um. Streets of San Francisco with the cable cars and everything. Oh, yeah, exactly. Ooh, that went for a lot. Yeah, that's going <laughs> took a for while a lot to sell, too. but it was there. Yeah. yeah, it was nice. Yeah. Okay, so what you're looking at here is all my eBay hard goods. Now, unfortunately, I don't have a lot of room in my garage to store a lot of hard goods. So, what's in this area is all my smaller hard goods. So, like my vintage figurines, um, you know, telephones, that kind of thing. So, anything that is is super breakable. I wrap in bubble wrap and I indicate a, a sticker on that bubble wrap so I know what it is because sometimes my buyers have a lot of questions about that piece because if they're a collector or whatever and I didn't take, I only have 12 photos and they wanted a couple more, I don't have a problem going to like the hard goods bin H and pulling out whatever they needed me to remeasure or take a photo of and whatever. Now, if it's an odd shape, for example, I sell a lot of glassware <clears throat> and the glassware goes for a lot of money. So what happens is I need to get a box that fits that. What you, what I didn't show because I, unfortunately I'm, I'm hiding some of my stuff because I have a lot of wedding dresses that right now are, are like out and it just looked a hot mess. But behind that is another area where I stack my uh, really big or bigger hard goods uh, items. So those are the ones that are already like uh, have the bubble wrap and they have the peanuts and stuff like that. Now I do not seal them because I do still have buyers who need to know stuff, but I need that box so that I can make the right adjustments in the shipping, especially now that United States Postal Service changed it. And it's more about volume than size. I mean about measurement. So, okay. I just found, yeah. Oh, this, the Empire State Building will sell for sure, Santa. For sure, for sure. So yeah, so as you can see, I have some vintage wedding dresses that are hanging up that I need to get uh, steam clean. And uh, you know, cause you know how like vintage, they sometimes have a certain smell. They're, they're not bad, it's just like mothball smell. And mm -hmm. I just don't like, 
I just don't like sending that off to my buyers. So I always take them to yeah. a cleaner. I have a really good deal with a cleaner. Um, and that's another thing. There's another pro tip. If you live in a town, especially a city, if you're in a small town, I get, I get it that it's not as easy. But if you live in a, a bigger city, the best thing I would do is if you have pretty good negotiation skills, go to a cleaning service or a cleaner and ask if they could give you a bulk discount. So like if you sell lots of women's uh, dresses, uh, men's shirts, sports coats, leather goods, because they want your business. And if you can give them so much in a month, they will give you a uh, what they call a volume discount, which is kind of a professional discount. And so that's what Jimmy and I get. We get, we get, because I have these wedding dresses that I'm trying to sell, I bring in about, you know, three to eight uh, in a month. And those are pretty significant pieces. So, you know, because you have to do the, it's hand steamed and hand clean. So uh, it's pretty good money for them, in the, but lower for me. And then I just take that cost and add it to the cost of selling the dress. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, so Thrifty Santa, yeah, that's a good deal on that. 3D puzzle. We found ours. It was at Savers. We had actually had that being new in box with a little, uh, a little rip in the box, but it still had the original plastic on it. And for like about 98% of it, so we sold it as like. Oh, good job. Like that. We I think we bought it for 12 bucks. We ended up selling it for 169 dollars. Nice, so, nicely yeah. done. Yeah, those and you're good, right, those Santa. Those are good, man. Those are fun. Yeah, and pre-boxing any larger hard goods is always the key for me. Yep. Because I'm I I know that a lot of people in here don't sell a lot of hard goods, but I know for example, sell quick, ship quick. They sell uh you know large and heavy items like typewriters. I'm sure Hugo makes sure that he has the box and knows mm -hmm. how much it's going to cost and so forth. Because it only takes one time thrifting Santa to like have you get burned, and when you have to pay an extra fifty bucks. Yeah, it's it's happened to us too. Right? Yeah, so we yeah. that's what we do too. We when we as we're listing it, we have the box that it's going to go into on the scale with the listing right there, folded, ready to be put away onto the shelf with right. the markings of where everything is. So if it sells right. at eleven o'clock at night and I got to get it out the next day, I know exactly where it is. It's already in the box, exactly. ready to go. And I don't have to fight for anything. Right. The worst thing you want to do is sell something and you're, the next morning you're you're trying to find a box for it. Well, that and also I'm trying to hire employees, so. Um... You know, I'm I'm trying to get it so that when someone walks into my store, which is my garage, they know exactly where stuff is. So that's yep. the key, right? You have to make exactly. it so that organize your area so that anybody can walk in and know your system fairly well. Right. And that's part of the protecting your inventory part of it. One, you have everything put away so right. nothing gets ruined. And two, you know, the worst thing is you want to have things loose. You have a, a vintage glassware loose on the shelf and you bump into the shelf and it falls and breaks and then you're out money rather than having it bubble wrap to put aside. So if it does fall and break and you've you've wrapped it like we you and I know how do we wrap stuff for shipping, it's yeah. not gonna break because you can smash it with a bat and it won't break. Right. Well, so and you also brought video. up a good point. <laughs> yeah. uh, you so, brought up a good yeah. point, Joey, about the uh, protecting yourself too. See those boxes? I make sure that my boxes don't get much bigger than that because when you have almost 200 pounds of jeans in a Rubbermaid, you could easily throw out your back and then Joey, you know, like we talk about yeah. insurance all the time. Don't, don't do it. Your inventory is so similar to mine. Yeah, for sure. Right. Um, yeah. So anyway, so I, I, I agree with everything Joey says to protect only your, your, not only your inventory, but also to, to protect you as a reseller in your health, because don't go too high if you can't reach it. So for example, 
uh, Tiffany is not as tall as me, I would say use a step stool and protect yourself that way, or maybe don't stack as high. And then don't put anything over 40 pounds in the box. And then if you have heavy, hard goods, stack them on the floor and always bend with the knees. <laughs> yes, exactly. So yeah, I don't know what the last photo is. What's the last photo? Ah, the last photo is... Oh, it's the polyvalve. Okay, so I just wanted to show you, like, I used to put these in a drawer. And unfortunately, because I put them in a drawer, they lay flat. And I couldn't see what, what size I had. So I decided to do the Marie Kondo method here, too. Mm -hmm. And so I just have, like, the 10 by 13s, the 10 by 14s, the 10 by 15s. And then I have all my, you know, my thank you cards and my, uh, you know, free mailers from the United States Postal Service. What you don't see in there is the um, uh, the uh, poly bags that I use to do my clothes. Like when I, cause I put a, I put everything in a poly bag and then I take the poly bag out of my boxes and then I put them in a colored poly bag. So, um, so yeah, so I just wanted to show you like, this is a good way of keeping everything organized. And the good thing is it has handles so you can remove it, move it anywhere you want to go. So yeah. So that's it. I mean, that's the inventory itself is I would just I put lids on mine. I know that there are some people who do plastic. Mm -hmm. um, I I have learned with the plastic that because it's stuff in my garage, I have to contend with heat. It's not a temperature regulated garage. So I have a lot of times where the bins uh, warp. And so I needed to find something that one, if I can replace it fairly easily and cheaply, and then, uh, which was the banker boxes. And you can buy the banker boxes larger. Um, I bought them from Costco and then had them shipped to the Costco. So it was free shipping. Cool. Um, yeah, so that's it. Um, uh, yes, no clear into color. Yes, I, well, is, this must be Jenny. Je yes, from Thrifty Nomads. I do use clear poly bags for all my inventory, uh, clothing wise and small inventory. And then I put the, I pull my inventory, which is still in clear poly bags, and then place them into a colored poly bag, whatever size I need. So, yeah, okay. that's what I do. Nice. Yeah. yeah. We just started doing that, too, with the uh, – we would always um, tissue wrap clothing mm -hmm. for the most part and then put it into, like, the eBay polys or the eBay bubbles. But since you started – you mentioned a couple episodes ago about putting them into the clear and then – putting the clear into the poly for extra protection. We started doing that too on our posh stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it works well. Now, we would always the... store our stuff anyway in the polys downstairs yeah. in, a, in a bin Perfect. as well. We have those, uh, people have seen them at Costco before those black bins with the ye yellow lids that intersect yeah. each other. Yes. Yeah, so we got a ton of those. And then on the side, I stick a, a label on it with, with a, a code that matches my custom, uh, custom label field thing. Hi, Joey's mom. <laughs> yeah, guess who? It's my mother. I love it. Hi, mom. <laughs> uh, just in time for yeah. me to start talking. <laughs> yeah, all right. All right. So that's, that's, so that's how you protect your inventory. Obviously, right. we talked about, um, you see the pictures here, putting everything nice and neat. Well, so things don't get lost. Things well, don't get broken. Well, and I also, broken. just a side note, Joey, because it is in my garage, I'm just going to be really transparent. I do put traps in there. Yep. Um, I don't have any, I don't have any of my fur babies in the garage ever, but I want to make sure that I don't have any bugs. So I, I do spider traps. I do fly. Mm -hmm. I do the hanging fly things. And I also have mouse uh, thingies. I'm sorry if that's yeah. offending anybody. No, you I'm have just to. being really transparent because 
I have to make sure that, you know, my customer doesn't get any kind of issue sent to them. Cause well, you also don't I, want to open one of the boxes, Rob, and have one jump no out kidding, on No kidding, right? So, yeah. So the only reason I don't use plastic in my garage is because they warp too quickly. Um, I Unfortunately, mm -hmm. I live in Sacramento, and the weather gets to like 100 to 108 degrees. So I can't do plastic very well. So unless I do the really heavy duty ones, if I can find some small ones that are heavy duty that fit in those racks, I, I might actually do that. So there you go. Cool. Nice. So there you go. You uh, protected your inventory. So from the elements, you protected your inventory from yourself. You protected your inventory from getting dirty, getting right. lost, broken. So how do you protect your inventory if there is other aspects that go on and how do you protect yourself? Well, We'll talk a little bit about insurance. Yes. <laughs> so it's yes. just a little heady. So there you go. Um, there's several types of insurance that you could get. So this, they include business insurances, homeowners, auto, umbrella, health, disability, life, and long-term care. Now, a lot of these are things you already have. You may need to adjust. They also are things that you may have if you have a current employer, and if you're thinking about going full time, you may need you're going to need to get on your own and put those into your numbers when you're conducting your sin analysis and figuring out what how much you need in order to go off you know how much money you need to be on your own. So we'll start off with business insurance basically. So basically, it's a general liability type of insurance. It's referred to as your cost of doing business insurance. Um, it's suggested when selling goods, eBay, you don't really need it for, for something for, for it because you will have uh, the eBay protections on there, uh, and the third party seller protections and everything else. But if you're, this is mainly for, if you're selling something like on Etsy or on one of those marketplaces and it's a homemade good, something you made yourself and that good causes injury to another party, then you are then possibly liable or should, could be liable for. Um, damages on that item. So if you're selling a, a crock pot on eBay, and again, that's why eBay with the other person with those um, uh, coffee pots or whatever they were that exploded, right? Yeah. So, you can't, so eBay wouldn't allow that to be sold. But if you sold it, um, something on your own that you made and exploded, then yeah, so then you'd be reliable for that product. So if you're selling pins or you're selling... Um, you know, homemade goods and you poke, somebody gets poked. Yeah, you just want to make sure that you're all protected. So having that type of insurance coverage would be beneficial if you're selling on a third-party site or like at Etsy or something like that. But you don't really need it on eBay too much. But it's, or if you have a brick and mortar for sure, you definitely want, you definitely need something like that because you don't want your products injuring other people. No you kidding, just, right? You just, you just don't even want to be a party to a lawsuit. Even if you're selling a Target product or a Walmart product to somebody else and you're just the intermediary in between, like we normally are on eBay, you just don't want to be a party to a suit. So you're having this type of insurance coverage. It doesn't cost that much. Uh, having it is the way to protect yourself. And it's all part of your general uh, financial plan, your overall business plan, whether it fits in or not, and how much you need. Right. So perfect. Let's, let's get down to the next one is homeowners and homeowners slash renters insurance. Oh, this is so, important, Joey. Yeah, so this is probably a policy you already have in place. Everybody has homeowners and or renters insurance, but you may not have the right coverage. So home-based businesses usually cover, are usually covered up to $2,500 in a traditional homeowner's policy. You'll need a rider for more coverage. So they'll cover some of your goods and cost of goods 
But we've read and seen so many people who've either been affected by, by fires, earthquakes, floods, uh, anything like that. They've lost their whole entire inventory and they thought homeowners would cover it, but homeowners doesn't cover all of it. So make sure you have a, a rider for your coverage. You can add it on for an additional amount. It doesn't cost that much again, but I'd rather be safe than sorry. Have too much insurance than not enough. Uh, that's just my philosophy. The also, the other thing that's important to know is you'll need to increase your liability coverage on your current policy if you regularly conduct business uh, and have people over in your house for that reason. So if you have ICs or people that work uh, work for you, employees, or people that are important to your work life, such as UPS drivers, UPS drivers, USPS, whatever, you may need to increase your liability coverage because when you're conducting business out of your home, let's say, for example, you have an independent contractor and we know... Um, you know, Robin, you have a, a very nice pup who's this probably the sweetest dog around. Yes, she is. <laughs> and you have your IC come into the house for the first time, mm -hmm. and she reacts differently mm -hmm. and nips at their ankle. Mm -hmm. Well, Robin's going to be sued for her homeowner's policy because she's got business going on in her house. And right. That person may file a claim that's more than what your liability coverage is right now. And then you're out of pocket for the rest. So you definitely need to make sure that you cover your homeowner's policy and your renter's policy. You increase that coverage. Again, better to be safe than sorry. It also, like I said, covers USPS and UPS drivers because we regularly have them coming to our yes. house for business. If they slip and fall on Thank you for ice, covering that. Thank you yeah. for covering that, Joey. Yeah, if they slip and fall on ice, if they get bit by your dog, if they fall on your porch, they hurt themselves carrying their stuff off your front porch or package mm -hmm. drops on their foot. They're going to come after you because you are, you're doing commercial business in your property. So therefore, you know, you're a commercial business and you're going to need that coverage. So Now, Joey, can I ask you a question? Does sure that can. cover – okay, so I am in a home, right? Mm -hmm. yep. You are in an apartment. Does that cover the UPS driver for apartments too or would the apartment be liable for anything that happened in the sidewalk or your front door area? Once they left my zone of coverage that – Right. It's on the, um, it would be on the property. However, it, it would have to be caused by the property. So, for example, if I'm on a first floor, if yes. I'm if he walks down the stairs after he gets into the stairwell and there's a loose step and he falls, property covers it, not me. Okay, if he that's trips what I on wanted a broken to know. Sidewalk out to... front, property, yes. not me. He okay. he trips on my rug that I have out front for yes. people to wipe their feet on me. Right. Okay. That's that's what I wanted you to cover, Joey, because yeah. it's different. So, for example, I'm a renter in a home. So, as soon as he hits my driveway up to my area, I am as the renter responsible because that's in my contract to make sure that my area is clear of debris. Mm -hmm. But my landlord is covered for anything like an uneven uh, driveway or a crack in the sidewalk because I do not fix that. My landlord does. So each party, yeah. so the landlord and the renter needs to make sure that they have liability insurance. For me, it's much cheaper probably than, you know, or the homeowner's insurance probably covers all that too. Yeah. So I was just going to say, I go through triple A. So not only does it cover my car, it also covers my rental too. You know, my rental. Yeah, you have a little bundle there. Right, a bundle. So yeah. check it out, you guys. Like I, I would definitely... I'm so glad you covered that, Joey, because a lot of people don't realize that. Yeah, and the thing is, it gets kind of tricky when you're in an apartment-type setting, too, mm -hmm. because there's things where it's in the apartment, and then there's in the walls, and then the other person. So if the person above you has a leak, then right. there's, like, 
their coverage, their, uh, the person above you's, um, above you's, <laughs> above you, their <laughs> renter's policy should be the one that covers the cost for you because the damage through, not the, not the, the, not the home, not the uh, property owners because their wall distance wasn't adequate enough to catch the right. excess water. You know what I'm saying? So there's, there's, yeah, no, I know there's exactly things built in saying. like that way. The other thing you have to do too, and I just noticed in the chat that 50 Nomads put this up. Yes. You want to make sure that you always, you're always upping your homeowner's insurance um, to go along with the increase in value of your home. Because yes. what happens a lot of times is you buy a homeowner's policy when you buy your home and people forget to um, upgrade that every year or upgrade it as your home value increases. So you might buy a home, let's say, and I'll be optimistic here in the Bay Area, you buy a home for $300,000. So oh, yeah. Home, <laughs> I know. Everybody else is saying a mansion. We're saying what? 300000 for a shack? Anyway, yeah. so $300,000 and you have um, your homeowner's policy for $300,000. But in five years, your 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 property value has grown to three hundred fifty thousand, and you still have a three hundred thousand dollar policy. If something should happen, you have a total loss or anything like that on your home, the home the policy is only going to cover the three hundred thousand, not the three fifty that your home is worth. So you always want to make sure you're upping your your um your home value on your policy every every time you get an appraisal or almost every year, just to make sure you you keep that in check. Because the last thing you want to do is you know, you have your house is now worth five hundred thousand dollars. There's a tornado, and your house is destroyed. And the property they give you, you know, a check for two fifty because that's what you bought it for because you forgot to upgrade your insurance. Right. So yeah, just keep that along the lines with your kind of one of one of your annual checks at the beginning of the year. Always make sure your your insurance is at the right levels, and you know your, you do your wills, and we'll talk about that later on. Everything's kind of checked at the beginning of the year. You have your annual meeting, your annual business meeting. You know, every company and corporation has one of those you know annual stockholder meetings or shareholder meetings sure you have that for yourself you're your own shareholder and stockholders you and your spouse you and your family so have that every year so you can Absolutely. talk about your policies and your limits and where put you're it, at put it on the calendar right joey put it yeah, in the calendar exactly. so that it does happen exactly so that's that part there so now we'll get into um auto insurance okay, oh so good i'm so glad you're covering yeah. that too yay so basically you know you're going to be driving more because we're mm -hmm. going to store we're going to the post office whatever so you're going to you're going to increase your chance of a claim just because you're driving more obviously your risk there now you got to remember insurance is a way to um manage risk right so we pay an insurance company to cover us in those situations so we're, we're diverting the risk to them to, to pay out right so that's Correct. basically what you're doing when you're paying your premiums you're, you're paying them to cover you in, in case which is why you want to have insurance and not rather than not have insurance because the risk if something should happen to you the cost value is too high for you to cover so basically again with the auto insurance we have auto insurance what you may need to do is upgrade your liability coverage upgrade your um, um, uninsured motorist coverage uninsured motorist property damage if you have a newer car anywhere from five years or, or younger um, definitely you want to maybe have collision and comprehensive on there, if you're in a good financial plan or you're you're working a, a good financial baby steps or any sort of those um, uh, financial plans, you definitely want to make sure you try to up your premium as high as you can go. Most pre um, sorry, your deductible. Most deductibles on those plans are about a thousand dollars per incident. Um, if you have a thousand dollar emergency fund, like I would teach you to have, or like Dave Ramsey would teach you to to, to have in his plan, you'd be able to cover those incidents. Uh, no problem with a $1,000 emergency fund and a $1,000 deductible, but it also keeps your costs low and gives you the most protection. Again, filing a claim is not that much. The most important thing to remember here is when we're driving our cars and vehicles for doing 
our eBay business, going to the post office, going to and from sourcing. thrift store, uh -huh. sourcing exactly. We are conducting business in our car on a commercial basis. So even though we all have personal liability insurance on our vehicle and not commercial, we are conducting a commercial enterprise while we're using that vehicle. There are stories that I've read and seen where the insurance company has not paid when they should have because the person was in violation of their insurance. They were conducting a commercial enterprise and filed it under a personal claim. Oh, so, not under commercial. Right, because so they didn't they, have commercial coverage on their vehicle. They had their regular oh, auto okay. coverage. And okay. so when they went to file a claim, you know, right. what were you doing? I was, I was coming back from the store. I sell items online. Oh, you were conducting business. Right. Boom. You weren't, you were in violation. You weren't doing personal business. You were doing business business. And you right. don't have the right insurance for it. Like if you're driving Uber or you're driving a taxi cab or a UPS truck, those people have commercial right. insurance. So right. if you get hit, boom, the company or the commercial policy is a lot higher. They'll kick in and cover that. So you might just want to look into adding a commercial rider or seeing what that might cost to add on to your, ve to your vehicle coverage just to see. Again, um, technically, like I said, any use of your vehicle to conduct business is a commercial usage. Even my truck, I had a truck, uh, I still have my pickup truck. When I first got it, I didn't have a um, camper shell on the back. I had, I got it on pretty quickly after, but I didn't have a camper shell. And they charged me as a commercial truck rather than a um, personal. So I got commercial insurance, commercial uh, DMV, all that stuff. Because technically they said I could... Um, throw a lawnmower in the back or throw stuff in the back and do hauling and do business in my car. So once I got my camper shell on the back, then I couldn't technically do that work anymore. So then I was able to switch it back to uh, personal personal use. Um, yeah, personal use on the DMV side for registration and everything else. But gotcha. definitely, definitely make sure you're driving the right vehicles and you have the right insurance. Because the worst thing you want to do is get hit on the road and mm -hmm. get injured and then not be covered. So I think, okay, so I think, I think what everybody's thinking here too is basically it comes down to this. Joey and I are not telling you what you should do. We are just giving you facts about the insurance. We have had too many reseller stories that we've heard where people have lost their inventory due to an accident and not getting it covered. So for example, he's bringing up a good point. I have a storage unit up in Reno and I am traveling back down to Sacramento with my inventory. I get in an accident. I then do a personal claim versus a commercial claim. I lose all of that money. So I think it's really important that we give you the facts so that you guys can make the right business choices for your mm -hmm. business model. We are not telling anybody what's right or wrong. We're just telling you the facts of California. So each state is different for every insurance. So um, I know that once Joey and I talked about this a long time ago, Jim and I decided to call. We just looked around and we decided that it was something that we needed to do because I move a lot of inventory and I also carry inventory from my consignees. So when I'm carrying their, their highly priced items in my vehicle, which is my truck, I get a little panicked because if I get an accident, dude, how do I pay these people back? Right. So I, I really, it was an investment in my, in my business. And I'm telling you, if you can afford it to do it. Um, but again, make the best choices for your business. So um, these exactly. are just the facts. Talk to yeah. your, talk to your current provider.
rider, see what they recommend or um, suggest. See if there's a rider right. they can add on or a cheaper a cheaper coverage. Or maybe they'll suggest that you increase your liability coverage, right. which is another thing right. you may need to do anyway. So right. again, it's right. just all part of your plan and, and it it's just part of your overall plan. So just the the point we're trying to make with this with these lessons and these episodes and these points and these slideshows is just to get you thinking outside the box of how you're normally thinking running your business. It's not right. all just uh, buy, sell, ship, buy, sell, ship. It's all, it, there's a lot of stuff that goes into, into this. So I'll get into the next part real quick here. So this is where it starts to get yeah. really sort of meaty and stuff is um, umbrella coverage. So umbrella coverage, basically, that gives you extra liability coverage, usually up over a million uh, dollars. Wait, did you put it up on the screen, Joey? I did. Yeah, I did. Oh, it's, I just see the auto. Oh, there it goes. It just okay. was a slight delay. Oh. Okay, you guys see it now? Yeah. Okay, so umbrella coverage, it gives you an extra liability coverage, usually up over a million dollars. It applies to homeowners and auto, and it protects against claims and lawsuits, so it protects your assets. So basically what you need to do in this situation is if you want that extra coverage, mm -hmm. you're going to have to increase your um, – your, your thresholds on your homeowners and your auto up to a certain point, and then the umbrella coverage will kick in. So for example, in California, I believe the minimum coverage on liability is 30,000, 15,000. And then what you need to do is upgrade that to uh, 250,000. So you'll pay more on your auto insurance to have that extra liability, but then that allows you to then get an umbrella coverage, which will cover the difference up to a million dollars. So if you get into a serious accident and there's mm -hmm. lots of medical bills that cut it covered up there, they're not going to come after your house. They're not going to come after your assets. So just the umbrella coverage will cover that. So it's just if you have a lot of inventory or not necessarily inventory, but you have a lot of assets, you have a lot of um, things that you want protected in your in your in your right. financial plan. An umbrella, it, it's usually relatively cheap, a couple bucks a year essentially. So I think it was last time I ran, it was like, and don't quote me on this, it was under twenty dollars a year for a million dollars in coverage. Right. So it's not much because the incident rate is not that high, so they don't pay out a lot. But right. you do, they, so what will happen is they'll cover your, your auto insurance will cover, cover first, and then the difference will be made up by the umbrella. So right. it's always important to have something like that going on. That's just an extra uh, financial wealth tool that you can have to protect your assets. It's definitely another uh, word to put down somewhere so you can look into it to see if it's a good thing for your business. Exactly. For sure. Right now, for most people, it's not. Right. You're right. not at the point where you're going to need something like that. No. But it's always, it's but, always good but to think about it. We know some resellers who probably have Umbrella, right? Because oh, yeah, for sure. You know, yeah. yeah. All right. So next slide real quick is your health insurance. There's mm -hmm. another type of insurance. So these, are, these start getting into what would I consider employer-funded or personal-funded type of insurance. There's other right. stuff you buy on your own. This is if you have a job and you're thinking about leaving your job to do this full time. These mm -hmm. are things that you're going to have to replace, and these are things you're going to have to put into your numbers when you, run, when you run your sin, right? Yes. So these are things you have to replace. So and everybody knows what sin is, right? That sin is, is your what? your seller independence number. Right. Everybody so, should know yes. it. So make sure you basically, you know, health insurance is is your personal choice. You can have it or not have it. You can have it through an exchange, not through an exchange, private insurance. There's a big debates going on lately. But the point is having health, having some type of health insurance, whether it's through a, a broker or whether it's through like a, a exchange, like I said, exchange system or like Christian health services where you kind of pay for each other's things, whatever you have, you have something because you have to make sure you have some sort of coverage before you quit your job. The worst thing you want to do is when you're going full time is quit your job and then figure out you need health insurance after that. 
So right. go ahead and have that coverage in place, even if you have it for overlapping a little bit. So you mm -hmm. have stuff in place. So when you quit, you're ready to go. And you always right. have the you have that number of what you're gonna need to spend into your into your accounts. And you could when you're doing your sin and it's your seller independence number, you know the number you need in order to be an independent seller full time, what you need in sales, you'll you'll be able to calculate that in because that's gonna go away once you leave your job. Mm -hmm. you know, your employer's not paying for that anymore. Good good advice. So next is disability insurance. So disability will cover you uh, in the event you become disabled and you cannot do your job. That's what it's for. So most e-commerce startups that I've dealt with and talked to, again, this is just in my dealings. They've come as a result of a disability and or mm -hmm. lack, lack of adequate disability coverage. Right. So they need they need the money, which so they get in the reselling. Right. Um, having a disability coverage at your old job, that's going to, again, that's going to go away most likely. Uh, that definitely will go away when you leave your old job. Mm -hmm. So making sure you have some sort of coverage in place uh, on yourself when you are reselling because, you know, if you can't work, you can't make money. And if you can't do your job, at least, you know, disability coverage will kick in. Again, you need to, you need to go over your whole financial plan, your budget, make sure it's something that's worth it for you guys Make sure it fits into your overall plan and make sure your coverage amount, if you do get it, is uh, something that's in line with what you're looking for. So if you are making $50,000 a year, you don't need a, a plan that pays $250,000 a year. You know, you want to be right. in line with something that's similar to where you're at right now. <coughs> Excuse me. Next one is life insurance. So this is this is where it gets a little funky. Um, there's a lot of debate because there's two types of health insurance. There's whole life and term life. This is a critical aspect of your overall financial plan. Okay. You definitely need life insurance of some kind. I prefer term insurance. If you're going to come to me and we're going to work a financial plan, I'm going to work term insurance into your plan. It's, it's it costs less. You can get more you can, and it just makes sense. So it costs less than, and you get more coverage. Most jobs that you work at right now, if you're in corporate, will supply a term insurance for you at about 1x your current salary. So if you're making $70,000 and you die, you your family will get $70,000 in your plan. So it's always good, even if you're working corporate, have a separate plan on the side that increases your um, insurance amount. This also will go away when you, when you leave your job. So you want to make sure when you're thinking about leaving, you have insurance in place because sometimes it's hard to get insurance. If you're uninsurable, uh, you may have some difficulties. You may have to you may have to get a whole life uh, plan at that point because term might be too costly, or you may not be able to get a coverage. So that just depends on you and your health situation. But you don't want to be without it. So I'd rather you pay for it, even if it's a little more expensive, but have it than not have anything at all. And uh, um, so basically, yeah. So it'll go away when you have your job. Um, again, always carry an additional policy on yourself, like I just said, and your spouse. You want your spouse to have a policy, even if they stay at home with the kids. You want them to have a policy as well. Maybe not as much as what you're making, but enough that if they were to pass away, you can put the money in account and you can invest it and you can pay for a nanny to do the same exact job that she does without missing a beat. Now, obviously, there's a lot more to go into it. It's it's not as dry as that. There's a lot of emotion that's involved, but you don't want to think, oh, my wife doesn't need it. She doesn't work. Well, she passes away. Who's going to raise the kids? Who's going to help around the house? You need that extra income there. So definitely think about having it on both on both spouses in the family. It's very important. 
recommendation I give uh, as a financial planner is 10 to 12 times your current income. So if you're making 50,000 a year, have a $500,000 plan. This way is if you uh, have a $500,000 plan and then you invest that in a good type of mutual fund or, or mutual fund account or investment account and you could earn about 10% a year, the interest on that is your salary. So again, if you're making 50,000 a year and you have a $500,000 plan and that $500,000 plan is making 10% interest, it's making $50,000 a year. So you basically just replaced your income um, in the family situation if something should happen to you and you don't have to worry about um, drawing down on the principal amount. So life insurance has three basic tools. One is used to pay off debts if you die. It use, uh, second is to replace an income or as an inheritance tool. So if you have no debts and you don't need an income replacing you pass away, you can leave the uh, life insurance to somebody as an inheritance. That's your third choice. So the best thing I like about term if you compare it to whole is that, like I said, it costs way less and you can use the difference during your policy life to, uh, to invest it and allow you an adequate funding once your term life runs out. So I did a little bit of math on the next slide, just so you guys can get an idea of what I'm talking about here. And again, you guys can see this here. So here's your term example. Uh, again, so I used a 40-year-old male in good health with small children making about $50,000 a year. They got a 25-year term policy that takes them until retirement age at 65. It also ensures that their children are through college. So the small children children you definitely want to have a plan that covers you know if something should happen to you to be able to send them to college and get started in their in their lives and stuff like that so that takes everybody through those situations i use a company called xander insurance which is an insurance broker to kind of run through numbers from different companies i put in that that scenario and i put in five hundred thousand dollars worth of coverage and their best class scenario it costs four hundred ninety six dollars and eighty two cents a year or forty two dollars a month for that coverage for 25 years so you pay that monthly for 25 years right Whole so you pay forty. Wait, you pay forty-two seventy-three a month on the Xander. Correct. Like if you were just on yeah. the okay. Yeah, and that was. Sorry, I know this is getting like really heavy, guys, but this is really important. Yeah. I know we're not trying to lose anybody, but this is Math. what happens with well, not just that. It just nobody really wants to be quite frank about life insurances and yeah. insurances in general. But mm -hmm. listen, guys. I think we're the only people who are actually talking about this. Most resellers don't even have this. And Joey and I talked about the numbers. To be successful, you have got to know your SIN number. You have got to know the number so that you can actually leave your job, become right. your own boss, and have financial freedom. And that's right. all we want for you. So we have to get a little heavy here. Just know that you can come back to this recording and also in the podcast exactly. to really write this down and get the numbers because I can tell you right now, just from the 1,600 people that I met at Open, and I didn't meet all of them, most people do not have health insurance, most people do not have life insurance, and most people don't have their inventory insured. I am telling you, you are setting yourself up for failure. If you do not, do not, just a little bit, Take this information and put it into some kind of financial planning. It is important, right. especially if you have children. Because exactly. how many people, you guys, Barry included, we know people whose wives have been sick. And all of a sudden, you're in a situation where uh, you have to pay for chemo or you have to pay for an extra night in the ER or you have to pay for a rental because your car got hit. 
I just want you guys to be prepared and know the real numbers behind this to be successful. So exactly. hang in there, you guys. Hang Almost in there. Almost done. I got one more slide after this. One more slide. <laughs> so basically, like I said here, so you get $500,000 worth of coverage for $42 a month. Right. I ran the same scenario through State Farm. And for $500,000 worth of coverage, it was $779 a Woo! month. Or $8,900 annually for whole life insurance. So you're thinking whole life. I'm going to live to 90. I want my kids to have yeah. uh, my insurance when I'm 90. Well, there's different types of whole life, and I won't get too heady right now. But basically, when you put your premiums in, it, it um, the, puts it into this, your account, and you have a cash value. So your cash value is how much you basically can cash out of the account to use when you close the account down. It never gets to the amount that you of coverage you have. And coverage sometimes goes away. So I always look at the whole life insurance. You're insured. It's the whole life, but you're insured to your 100. So if you're 102 or 101 and you die, oh, yeah. you don't, your family's not getting $500,000. The right, coverage right. goes away, even though it says whole life, right? Yes. So what you want to do essentially with a, good, with a good plan here and a good planner is take that difference and invest it. So if you're going to get insurance and you're going to think, I'm going to spend $800 a month almost on whole life insurance, or I could spend... $50 a month on whole life insurance. I could right. take that difference, which I did for you here, $731.21 a month difference for 25 years, and I invested that at an average of 8%. Now, I, I know there's mutual funds out there that get 10 to 12%. I know the market does, you know, it's been hot lately, but today it went down a lot, so we're kind of concerned. But you should average about 8 to 10%. So let's just say you averaged 8%. Well, that's going to yield you $698,000 and $698,471 at the end of that 25 years. So when your $500,000 in coverage expires, you have $700,000 in the bank. That's your self-insuredness. You've self-insured yourself for the rest of your life. So if something happens to you when you're 65 or 70 or 75, you got $700,000 in life insurance money. And it doesn't have to be life insurance because you put it in a mutual fund with any you can benefit you can put anybody as a beneficiary you can use it for whatever you want to use it for you can use it for um, you know your long-term care which is the next insurance I talk about you can use it for whatever but that's the kind of cover you've replaced your life insurance with that you've self self-insured so at that point you don't need a life insurance anymore because you have it in a bank in a mutual fund or an account put away so right, if right. you can invest the difference that's the way to go and then obviously you've self-insured yourself you went from five hundred thousand dollars in coverage to $700,000 in coverage that's so never going away. And that and that money will continue to grow. That's just at when that's just what you'll have when you reach 65. If you never add another dime to it and you live to right. 90, you'll have a couple million dollars in there that you'll leave as an inheritance to your, you know, to your grandkids or your kids. Well, and for all the parents out there, that's all you want, right? You always want to do better. You want to leave whatever you had and have your children right. do that much better. Exactly. So yay to that. Investment is a good way to go. Yep. So the last insurance we'll talk about real quick is long-term care insurance. So long-term care insurance is recommended once you turn 60. It's referred to as nursing home insurance. Because again, when you're over, <laughs> yeah. So when you're over 60, it's when you kind of want to buy it. It's really expensive to buy and you don't need it when you're younger. Because right. I think less than less than 1% of people under the age of 60 actually had to end up at a nursing home. So the odds of you using it are slim to none, but they increase as you get older. So you want to make sure you have it. Um, it covers nursing home care. It also covers in-home nursing care. So you can stay in your own home, uh, which is nice if you don't want to go to a nursing home. It's a great wealth protection tool because the average cost of a nursing home is about 50000 a year, with the average stay being about four years. So 
basically what happens is men usually go to the nursing home first because they usually die first before women. So men go, the, your husband goes to the nursing home. He's there for four years. He spends $200,000 out of your investment savings and out of your pocket, um, passes away. Um, you as the, as the surviving wife live in your house for a little bit longer, then you need to go to a nursing home and there's no money left. So where do you end up? You end up at the government-run nursing home or the Medicaid Yikes. nursing home. Yikes! Nothing against them, but not where you not where you want to not where you want to go compared to when dad or your your husband was in like uh, the Ritz Carlton, and you're staying <laughs> at, at the Fleabag Motel down the street. You know, so right, again, right. it's a great wealth protection tool. It doesn't when you have this. It pays for it. It doesn't take that money from that $700,000 that we just saved from the other account or any other investments accounts that you, you don't have to sell your house. Uh, you don't have to do any of that stuff to qualify for Medicaid or any of that kind of thing that you, you know, people talk about doing. So you want to, it, it helps ensure that the second spouse has money left over for their care. So that's basically what these are about. These are just things you have to think about now that you're going to go on your own, things that you need to cover. Um, like you said, beginning, it's the... Uh, business insurance, and then like your health disability, life and long-term, or, or insurances that your uh, employer may have provided to you or may not have provided, may not have provided long-term care, but may have provided these other guys for sure that you now need to replace in your own business. And so right. it's definitely a right. cost that adds in there. And like you said right. earlier, and like we said in the other shows, 90% of e-commerce businesses in the first five years fail. And they five fail. years, you guys, yeah. 90%. Yeah, 65, like, what? 65% in the first... Uh, 65% in the first um, 18 what, months. First, yeah, 18 months. 18 uh, unbelievable. Months. Yeah. So that's so, the thing. And they probably fail because, again, you have a situation where you're getting started and you've leveraged yourself to buy product through loans and debt, yes. which I don't recommend and I don't I don't advocate for at all. You do. Mm -hmm. That's your business, your problem, but you know I'll help you through it. But um, that's <laughs> well, what I'm keeps we're me going. here to try to not get you to the point where you're back in debt. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I mean, I'll help you. I'll help you through it. If you're in debt, I'll help you get out of it. But my point is, you get into that situation, and then you have a catastrophe happen, or something happen in your in your life or family, mm -hmm. and boom, you are now broke. You have to file right. bankruptcy, and your business is gone, and that's part of your 65% that's failing. Right. Right. So. If you have so, a strong plan, strong foundation, and strong um, right. outlook, then you can survive all that stuff. You don't need, you know, to leverage yourself on loans. You don't need to do any of that stuff. You, you got, well, it. You got I mean, this covered. Like, let's let's yes, you totally have this covered. And let's be really honest. All you got to do is start with one thing, Joey. And what is that? It is your sin. Know yeah. your sin. Remember that hashtag exactly. sin. Seller. Greg. What? Independence Greg, number. <laughs> Greg says, just firstly says, just shoot me. <laughs> and then going to need to really sell a lot more than I thought. Yeah. So basically, like we said yes. in episode two with your sin, it's typically, I, I refer to it as about two times your income. That's my sin number. Some people are three. Some people are one and a half. Some people are four, depending where they want to be in their life. Right. To, to consistently replace where I am right now, if I went full time, and I'm not a full time, I'm a full part time seller. I say, because mm -hmm. I do, I do other full time things. Full, I put full time hours into part time work, basically, on a, on a bunch of projects. So, if I want to be full time, just a full time seller, and not do coaching anymore, and not do other jobs anymore, I know that my number is two. I need to make double what I'm making now, in just selling, in order to replace my other income. 
So like I said, some right. people are three, some people are four, some people are one and a half because you got to remember you have to take taxes off the top mm-hmm. and then you got to take those expenses that I talked about, your auto insurance, your disability insurance, all that other stuff that you have to pay for. That's usually part of your benefit package off the top. What's left over is what your sh- your current budget should be. You don't want to be short. So you want to build right. up to whatever you are. If you're making 50K a year at your current job, you want to make sure that you're selling about seventy five to 100000 before you quit your job. Right, exactly. So, no, for example, yeah. for me, I used to work for the for PayPal, right? So I pulled in a certain amount. I won't tell you my number, but the fact is, I had to. I live in California. It's like New York. It is like super expensive. The rent is out of control in Sacramento. It's like Bay Area now. So I don't know what you pay for rent, but I I pay a lot. So it all depends on what state you're in, and what Joey said, the key word is how do you want to live, right? There are some people that I know as a reseller that are very frugal and they live a very minimal life and that's okay. I too try to be very frugal, (laughs) but I do have some extras, extras that sometimes I have to, I I just need, like it's not, I need it. I need it. (laughs) Yeah, if it's in your budget, that's great. Right. And it usually is because guess what, Joey? I don't have credit card debt. I do not have credit cards. I do have one that has points, but I only use it to pay for something and then I pay for it right after, you know, like if I pay a bill, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm paying it right out. Like I don't wait for the end of the month to pay my credit card bill. I'm not playing. And that's because I just try to earn the points. But anyway, long story short, I'm not about the, the loans. Do not do the loans to do sourcing uh, or, or to pay off a credit card. Like that's – don't do it. Yeah, you can, don't get out over your skis, they say, right? That's the, Yes. The, don't do it. So I always say the tortoise the, the tortoise in the hair, right? Yes. The tortoise yes. always you wins the race. You and I talk about this all the time, Joey. The tor- I, I've read the book 100 times. I'm sure right? you have too. The tortoise uh-huh. always wins. Mm-hmm. Never read the hair wins. So slow and steady wins the race. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And, the, and this whole thing, this whole thing, I know it sounds really overwhelming and we'll make this short because we've, we've kind of gone over a little bit. But the fact is, take, go back to the slides and write down the notes. And as Joey was saying, do a family meeting. Make it January, say, 10th, right? So it's after the first, it's after Super Bowl. Sit down, figure out what you have to do as a family to make sure that your budget so that you can do your, your insurances for your inventory Start doing in health insurance because the the thing that I don't want you guys not to be uh, not without is insurance for your inventory and yourself and your family because it's important. Because if one seller in the house, so for example, we have couples in here. Jimmy and I are a couple, but Jimmy works for the state, so I have mm. I have the bonus, right? But if Jimmy was not to be working for the state and he was on disability. I have a whole nother scenario. So I have a plan A, B, and C because I do not want to get to the point where I can't afford to live where I live. I live in a nice neighborhood. I like it safe. I have car insurance. I have dog expenses. I have travel expenses back and forth to San Jose. I mean, I just have to make sure that my budget is super tight so that I'm successful. And same with Joey. Joey's got a different business plan. You know, he's trying to write a book. He's got his uh, financial coaching situation. You know, I mean, like reselling is just a side hustle right now for him, but you never know what might happen. I mean, you never know. So I'm sure 
since Joey is a counselor in that sense and a financial coach, I'm sure he talks about plans A, B, and C because you you don't ever want to put all your eggs in one basket. Just like as resellers, we don't want to put all of our inventory in one basket. You have to diversify across the platforms. It's the same way with all of this too. So take it slow. Take one part of what we talked about today, start applying it to your your business and then take another part, right? We talked about this in the last show. Take big goals and then break them out into smaller goals. And I think you'll find you will be very successful. I'm just saying. That's, yep. yeah. I'm going to throw up a comment real fast because it's funny. Where is it here? Is it your mom's comment yes, about my the mom. attic? Yeah. I my would mom, say my mom wants to know how safe my baseball cards are that I left in the attic for 15 years. My dad okay. wants to know. If they're not archival, if they're not in an archival system, then I would say that you need to remove them and put them in an archival system. They have them for baseball cards. No, yeah, no, I have them all set up there. I'm a huge collector, but these are from the area that's probably the era that's 91 to 95. It's the junk era, yeah. I call it. But there's not a lot of superstars in there, and they were mass produced, so they're they're probably not worth much of anything. Okay. Um, so, so what mom, are you going to do? So mom and dad, I'll, I'll, when I move, I'll, I'll come get them, I guess. Let's keep them there for now. <laughs> so she's making a point, ladies and gentlemen. Joey, come get your stuff. <laughs> I know. She's like, just get it out of the attic already. So. Yeah, these are all the ones I had when I was a kid. This was before they put all like the game used cards and the autograph cards in the packs. So they're just. It's good to know the junk yeah. error. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Anyway, that was a nice yeah, little 91, squirrel. 91 to 96, 97-ish, they kind of mass produced and just threw a bunch of uh, products out there. So everything we're gonna, was over, We're going to call that a Joey squirrel. That's a, yeah, that's a, a where you come out of, we come out of a heavy, heavy subject like insurances and go straight to squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably that's some great. ADHD I got, so. That's all right. We all have it a little bit. Greg, I can't, I can't do that, Greg. I got to look at him first. I got that hoarder syndrome where I have to touch them all. He's got FOMO. So I have to touch him. The fear of missing out. Because, you know, there might be a... Uh, uh, I, don't, I, I can't even think of a Jose, like a Jose Vizcaino rookie card in there that's worth 25 cents. I got to look at one more time before I give it away. Oh, my gosh. You're so funny. <laughs> so, You're so funny. Uh, anyway, all right, you guys. Yeah, we're so like at now, a, guys. an that's, hour and 30 minutes. We're, yeah, we're way over. I appreciate you guys hanging in, man. That's, it was a kind of a heady subject. The lessons are usually a little bit longer because we're more in-depth. Right. We do our, we do our one-off shows uh, every Wednesday at 4 or 5, depending on what's going on, usually at 4. Uh, or five depends. Those would be a little bit more shorter because we'll just be doing some uh, some catch sure. up on what's going on. Next week is the twenty first. We'll do another show, and then the last show of the month we have um, our meetup recap. So we'll talk about what's been going yeah. on at meetup. Um, we'll figure out the topic for next week. It's probably just going to be some more reselling we'll what's been going we'll on. So, but you maybe know, we'll, it, dish, it maybe we'll dish Craig Craig's listing next week. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, the, the guys, this is important because a lot of resellers don't talk about this. And Joey and I, when we first started the show, we decided that we wanted to be a little different and be very transparent about the financial problems that resellers uh, run into. And the biggest one is the sin. Mm -hmm. They don't know their independence, their seller independence number. So make sure you guys hashtag it. Um, and if you have any questions, put it into the e-com. You guys can uh, message us, email us, and we'll try to we'll try to answer them as much as we can because yeah. we're both very interested in the financial part, but also the reseller inventory part too. Like if you have a situation and you're not sure how to store it, like fur coats cannot be stored in a garage. 
You just can't do it. They have to be up here. I have them in my closet and you can't put just the regular, you can't put plastic on fur. So, I mean, I know a lot about what to save your inventory and I have a lot of highly collectibles that I do for consignees. They take a special, they take nice. a special system and like baseball cards, you should archive them. <laughs> I, I'll, all my good ones are all in um, top loaders and sleeves and the uh, yep. screw downs and, and everything else. Yeah. Nice, nice. Um, yeah. So, all right, you guys, look, we have sure. seven that stayed with us the whole show, Joey. I'm I so know, excited. Man, I, I just want to give each like you a prize, you a prize, you a prize. <laughs> well, there's going to be a special prize giveaway coming up soon. I think I'm going to guess if everybody who's listening to right now, if you stay with us through the end of the month, that last episode of the month, I think we're going to have a giveaway. I think I'll be able to giveaway. Joey's got plans. So I got guys. plans for giveaway. I don't know how we're gonna do it, but I have plans for giveaway, and we'll we'll talk about that next week. But until yes. then, hit us yes. up. Hit us up on social media. Make sure you hashtag Ecom One Hundred One Podcast. Tag us on Instagram. We're on Facebook, uh, Ecom One Hundred One, and Facebook. We have our website, Ecom One Hundred Podcast dot com. Um, please also go to um, iTunes and um, subscribe. Leave us a review there, Ecom One Hundred Podcast. We don't have that many reviews on there, so. Um, just go on there and you know give us five stars or write a little nice something on there. That'd be awesome. Even if you guys don't listen to it, just uh, just write a review on, on iTunes. That'd be great. And um, yeah, hit us up through email, econ101podcast at gmail.com if you have any questions or you like to DM us or anywhere else. And we will uh, look at a listing for you if you want. We'll go over things. Uh, if Also, if you need any sort of financial coaching or counseling to go along with your business or on a personal side, link below in the description once this goes uh published the link should be there it's for a free 15 minute call with myself so feel free to take advantage of that people it's there it's free use it (laughs) and we'll talk about anything you want to talk about yeah yeah i mean like listen we're not listen joey's not trying to get like he's not a what do you call it uh you know i don't know what like trying to push his business but he but he is offering some free advice like i I took it i applied it to my business i'm growing i'm by percentage it's awesome so um and this is how he and i got together on the show because we realized there's a need out there in the reseller world um specifically with uh finance and reseller lifestyles because people have issues and i just want you guys to be successful don't be one of the ones that doesn't Succeed. Yeah. And I'm going to so, anyway. up here pretty soon, you guys. I'm giving you a sneak peek. Nice. <laughs> he's still in. He's still. He's doing all the notes. <laughs> I'm still editing my book, but yeah, it'll be it'll be done shortly and available, and it'll be a giveaway as well too for you guys. So. Hi, hi, Judy. Hi, Judy. Yeah. All right, you guys, I see, I see, I see Jimmy boy in the chat too. I'm not sure what he's asking, but yeah, I think gas is a tax write off, Jimmy, if that's what you're asking for thrift hauls. Uh, Are you doing a thrift haul? We, we might do some thrift hauls, but we won't do live thrift hauls because um, sometimes they go a little long. So we'll, we'll, Joey and I will do our own and try to do like separate and then post it in the, in the, uh, I did did a thrift haul earlier in the show. You didn't see, I I got my tie from the Google. (laughs) That's my thrift haul. One item, but he's gonna yeah. sell it for forty-five dollars. <laughs> I'm hoping. Fingers crossed. Anybody wants to go check it out on Poshmark Vineyard Vines, yeah. Vineyard Lacrosse. 
All right, you guys. Uh, it's guys. dinner time right, for so, some yeah. people, and Joey and I oh, love you guys, and thank you guys for, for sticking in there. Oh yeah, I hear you, Joey. Yeah. But thank you guys. We really yeah. appreciate it. We we're full of gratitude and just humbled by all of you and all your just all of you. I mean, yeah. we we're just over the moon that we've had seven stick with a really heavy subject. Yeah. So Joey, it was great co-hosting with you and tell Patina. I said, hello, Jimmy's obviously in the show. So we'll see you guys later and yeah. have a great Wednesday, the rest of the night. It's still sun shining out. Go do something fun. Exactly. All right. Good <laughs> Bye night, everybody. Bye, Bye mom. <laughs> Class dismissed. <laughs>